Go and grab a seat. Skillman Church of Christ, welcome to halftime. Inside joke from last week. We're so happy you are here at this time. We'd like to invite the children to head to their children's service at this time with our children's coordinator, Shalene Valentine. And from what I understand, uh, there is also a group that is preparing for LTC. I think you know who you are. And if you are a part of this group that is preparing for the LTC competition, I believe that you will be meeting upstairs in the treehouse uh, and follow Ruth Ann Prude right there. I think we had a sign up here. Nope. I think the Astros must have stolen it. Oh. Please, you got to give it to me. <laughs> I had to do that. It was good. That was good. We are so happy you are here at the Skillman Church of Christ. Uh, we are a family of believers uh, who follow the teachings of Jesus. We gather each week, once a week at this time in this location to, to encourage each other, to sing songs together, to pray together. And uh, I want to know before we begin on the text, how many of you, just clap your hands so I can hear your enthusiasm, how many of you were a part of a Connection Hour class earlier today? Oh yeah, all right. I do want to say, hey, is anybody there, was anybody in the Connection class about the art, the art Connection class? Man, anything that stood out to you about the art Connection class? Anything? Cecilia? You have a loud voice, I don't need to walk all the way over there. That's right, that's right. How many of you were in the spiritual disciplines class with, with Brother Jake Jacobson? Let me hear you, let me hear you. All right, all right. Hey, anything, anybody want to say one thing that they took away from that class? Yes. Silence is hard. Oh, man. So you're learning about silence? That's a good one, man. That's a good one. So silence is hard. We also had the, the gospel according to the Avett brothers with Lee. And we had a, anybody was in that class? Anybody in that class? Any, any, any good things that happened in that class? Kelly, you want to say something? Oh, here's, here's Rebecca. I was just, whoa. <laughs> I was going to say we have some really um, brave and talented young people in this church. That's right, because there's a, a live performance every, at the end of every class, and this time we had Parker, Destiny, uh, and Kellen did, did the performance. That's kind of cool. All right, there's a, the, the New Testament Bible uh, Scholar class, the, the smart class with uh, Billy Fay and uh, Harold. <laughs> Anybody in that class, anything else you want to say about that? I'm sure it was good. Yes. We were, well, the people of Israel, the Old Testament people were not very good, but God loved them anyway, and he still loves us too, no matter what we do. We can now go home. That's a message right there. We can, amen. And uh, we got the, uh, the, class, the ladies Bible class with Lucille McNeil. I know that's an impressive class. All those in there, just clap your hands so we know that, because we know that's just gospel in there. That's just good stuff. That's a great class. Am I, miss, am I missing any of them? I think we got them all. But anyway, this, we're having a, a great season so far. These, these classes are unbelievable. So they meet. They're called Connection Hour classes. We just have three more weeks with this particular set of classes. So, uh, oh yeah, we, we have the gospel, the whole, How to Be Holy with Dr. Mike Young. With Mike Young, we have Mike Young. Who's in that class with How to Be Holy with Mike Young? Yes, Rio, what's one thing? You got, you got something you got to say? Yeah, I really like how he talked about you're not living some ordinary life. 
not in Christ, you're different. Take every moment to be a spokesperson for God. Amen. All right. These are incredible opportunities, so we just want to make sure you guys know about it. If you weren't a part of it, we have these classes that meet from 9.30 to 10.15 before this time, and they're an assortment of classes, and we only have about three weeks left with this particular curriculum, and then we're going to uh, go into a whole new set after this. So we're going to tell you more about that later in the sermon. But I do want to begin uh, with a little bit of a story uh, to begin about uh, something that happened to Tara and me when we were setting up for our first home in Peru. Because before living in Dallas, we had the opportunity and the blessing of living in the great country of Peru. We love Peru. It's a great country. Two of my kids were born there, and so there's always going to be an attachment. So the first four years, we lived in the great city of Lima. And Lima is a metropolis of a city, 10 to 12 million people, hustle, bustle. It's a a typical Latin American city. An amazing uh, place. And so we had our home, and it was really, as as a married couple with kids, we were wanting to set it up. And one of the things we wanted to do is, uh, kind of based on Deuteronomy chapter 6, we thought that we would just put all in our walls certain scriptures that we could meditate on and that we could, could think about, and it would always be there where we turn to the left or to the right, up and down, that there would be certain scriptures that speak to us all around the house, hanging up in our home. And so we were in Peru at the time, and we heard about this company that made wood plaques that were beautifully done and, and hand done, and so we went through the, the logistical nightmare of ordering it, and this is, I think, we didn't have Amazon. <laughs> Amazon didn't go to, go to Peru. So we had to order here. It had to be sent here. It had to be carried by someone to Peru. Finally, it was a, a long, a long deal. And we started to, uh, we, we finally got the box with all these verses that we were going to begin hanging all on our home. And so we start taking them out. And say, oh, this is a beautiful one. Oh, this, we'll put this verse right here. Oh, this is another one. Well, we get to the very bottom and we pull it out and we see the verse. And Tara was like, hmm. Did, did you order this verse? And I said, no. Uh, did, did you order this verse? And we started laughing because the verse, well, here's the verse right here. We had it here. It was in Proverbs 29. Uh, it said, where there is no vision, the people perish. And it's a beautiful verse. It's truth, you know, but it's not one that you'd maybe put in your home <laughs> next to the uh, dinner table or in the living room. Without truth, people perish. <laughs> and so uh, we laughed because none of us had ordered it, but somehow by mistake, they had put this particular verse in this box, and it went to, to North Carolina, then to Florida, then all the way to Peru and opened into our home, and we couldn't return it, so we were just stuck with this verse. Where there is no vision, people perish. And we didn't hang it up in our house. In fact, we put it away. But it's interesting how many times Tara and I have brought up this particular verse in dealings, uh, just how true it is. And we didn't intend to to get that verse sent to us. And again, we didn't hang it in our house. But this particular verse, there's truth behind it. That when there is no vision, when there's not an ability to look forward and and move in a direction, then the the, uh, result could be perish. And it's interesting that if you look at that Hebrew word perish, you go back one more slide back so they can read it. The word Hebrew, the, the word in Hebrew for perish is para. Can you say para? Let's do it one more time. Para, para. Well, that means perish in, uh, in Hebrew. But the, really, the etymology behind that word, if you were to look at the deep meaning behind it, it's the same word that's used for when a woman takes out the, uh, the head covering and their hair is flowing. 
And I just can imagine, like, in West Texas, <laughs> anywhere you go in West Texas when you're walking and the wind is just, like, beating, beating you and your hair is just, like, flying everywhere. And, you know, a, a woman who has long hair facing the wind and just, just hair going crazy. That is kind of what para means. Literally, it has to do without having any direction. It's, it's being blown in all directions, and there isn't any, any it's not synchronized. It's just, it's just like a big mess, just going everywhere. And so I think uh, it's, it's true to say that any group or any community that doesn't have a vision is susceptible to being like a woman's hair in Abilene, Texas, <laughs> flowing uncontrollably in the wind without any rhyme or reason. And so this is why when we wanted to start off this year, 2020, and begin kind of the season of our church, we wanted to begin with, with vision. We wanted to begin with direction. We wanted to begin with a, a, a plan that would be laid out and so that we could follow it and just see what God does with this incredible community that we have here. So, like, like I said a couple sermons ago, we, uh, we started meeting as a church staff uh, probably in the summertime of last year, in 2019. And we began meeting weekly, also with the eldership, w- would come and uh, be a part of this conversation as well. And we would meet, and we would begin to, to dream about what could happen in this particular community in 2020. And just, just before we continue, I, I know I, I just want to thank the staff at this church as well. They're great people. And Sharon Nichols, will you stand up? Sharon, sta- uh, this is Sharon Nichols. Uh, she is uh, a part, if you, call the ch- if you call the church, she is the, the friendly voice that's answering on the other side. She's just so cheerful on the phone. Uh, she was a part of these meetings. Dulcinea Lambert, uh, who's in the back, she's our communications coordinator. You can st- stay standing, uh, Sharon. We, you're, you're that important. We got Dulcinea Lambert there, uh, who is also a part of these conversations, who's our communications coordinator. We have McKenna Miller, who I like to call Mac Miller. Would you mind standing up, please? Uh, she's our youth and family, youth minister, and so she was a part of these conversations. And then uh, we have Brother Jake Jacobson, the executive minister. If you could stand up, he's uh, the man behind behind everything. He does so much. Uh, this is Jake Jacobson, who also uh, preaches alongside me. And uh, let's see, we had we have Dale Retman. Is Dale here? Well, Dale's part. Uh, Dale's right there. Is our facilities uh, guy, and we have um, Gladys, who's not here today, who's our financial. And uh, we had uh, Shalene, who's there. But we, you guys can sit down now. Thank you so much. But, and then I just wanted you to, to see them because they worked really hard uh, to get this together. And so uh, we began a meeting weekly along with the eldership, and we began dreaming about what could happen in this community of faith. We began praying together. We began just thinking about with this particular community, which is a beautiful community, what can happen in 2020 and 2021 also in the future. And so for the first three weeks in January, I've wanted to dedicate this time to talk about the vision. And this is the last sermon of this particular series, so uh, Vision 2020 series ends today. And so, but I wanted to, to spend some time to, to share with you and communicate. So if you're a guest today, I, I do want to apologize. Uh, today's sermon isn't going to be one that goes really deep exegetically. Uh, in a lot of ways, I'm communicating some of the uh, plans for the year. It's almost like a family meeting that you're a part of. So I really apologize uh, for that, that uh, you're not going to get this really rich theological sermon like you, you know, you're used to. <laughs> but here's the good news. Uh, number one, there's always next week. So please come back next week because Jake's preaching and he has a great job. And then number two is Dennis Dobstead is doing the communion. So he's going to bring it home today. He's going to bring it home, and he's going to uh, leave us with a spiritual thought that will just encourage us throughout the week. 
So anyway, two weeks ago, we talked about the why behind this vision 2020, this vision of our church as a, a spiritual community. What do we want to, to do and, and why are we here? Why do we meet? And we agreed together that for 2020 and moving forward, we want to be a church that's not focused on numerical growth, that's not focused on attractional, just trying to attract people to come, but what we want to focus our eyes on is spiritual growth and spiritual formation. So what that means is that we want to be a church that is growing daily in our love for God, in our commitment, in our closeness with the divine. And we firmly believe that if we connect with God, if we have that experience with God on a daily, weekly basis, then, then we will see amazing things happen because God is that amazing. But we are going to focus this year on how can we grow spiritually? How can we grow in our love for God and our love for each other? And then last week we talked about Sundays. And we, we gave that analogy about how Sundays can be. It's not the perfect analogy, but almost like a halftime, where it's not the point. It's, it's a tool. It's something that God has, has allowed us as a community to, to, to use as a way to encourage each other and to nourish each other, to, to sing songs and to praise God together as a community. But our, the point of Sundays is, is to, to empower us and, and, and enrich us for the week, the Mondays and the Tuesdays, so that we can be a living sacrifice of God everywhere that we are in our work and our, and our, and our schools and, and the things that we do in our neighborhoods. So that is what we hope to do in 2020 isn't going to be just on Sundays. We're hoping that it can carry out into the week and, and really impact how you live. And so uh, we said too that it's, it's 2020 and so we know that not everybody is going to be here every week. If you are in Dallas, of course, we want you to come to the, to the assembly. We want you to, to gather together because we're better with you. But we understand that there's work schedules and travel arrangements, that your people are gone a lot. And so we, we want, as a church, to provide ways for you to connect during the week. So we're going to be doing some podcasts that we're talking about. So really our, our ask is that you try to connect, even if you're not going to be here on a, a Sunday morning. So, uh, you know, today we want to talk a little bit more uh, to, to conclude our sermon on the Vision 2020, on this phrase that we've been using the past several weeks and months about the community of faith that we are, that we choose to be a community that follows Christ, disciples of Jesus, that number one, live by faith, that number two, that advocate hope, and number three, that are known by our love. So this is something that we want to to use as a guide, as a platform, as a vision for this year, uh, to be a community that, number one, lives by faith, number two, advocates hope, and number three, that is known by our love. Now, you're with me, man. Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper because you see these words, and, and they're, they're churchy words, and so you might want to say, but what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to be a group that, li that lives by faith, a group that is known by its love, a group that advocates hope? So we're going to go through each one of these real quick uh, to talk about them in, in a really light way. And then, of course, as we continue to talk about this, we'll go deeper and deeper. But the first is live by faith. Live by faith. And this is something that we want to be a community of believers that is living by our faith in God. The scriptural context that we, that we drew from to, to really inspire us is 2 Corinthians 5, 7 through 9, and also Romans 12, 2. You know, these, these scriptures talk about how we can be people who live by faith. And starting two Sundays from now, we'll be, we're going to be beginning a sermon series on Hebrews chapter 11, uh, which is living by faith. 
And so this is, uh, you know, some of the key words and themes are communion with God. How can we commune with God and experience God? Number two, uh, how can we be formed spiritually, spiritual formation? And number three, uh, sacrifice. There is an element of sacrifice in this, uh, giving of our time, of ourself, um, of, of beginning to, to really come to our knees and uh, laying our, our cross at the feet of Jesus, denying ourselves and taking up that cross. And so this is the, the first of the three that we want to focus on in 2020 and beyond. The second is advocate hope. Advocate hope. So what does that mean? Well, the scriptures that we drew from on advocate hope are Psalms 71, 14 through 16, and also Micah 6, chapter, eight, uh, chapter 6, 8 through 9. Does anybody know those verses? But what does the Lord require of you but to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly? So we also want to be a community of faith that is not blind to the struggles of society. We know that racism is still a problem in this country. We know that discrimination is still an issue. We know that women do not have full rights everywhere in this country, not getting paid the equal wages as men. We know this. And we as believers in Jesus, we want to advocate hope for those on the margins. We want to be people who speak out and become a part of the change. And so that's part of our, our DNA as a church. Not only are we going to be living by faith, but we want to be a group that advocates hope. Some of the words that are part of this are social justice. Uh, and another way is the environment. You know, right now, I believe that Christians should be the leading voices in taking care of our planet. We have theological justification for that more than... We, we, we have the theological roots to show us that we need to take care of our planet, and this is an adv- something that we can advocate for hope. Um, another one, uh, we have the social justice. We have to go, serve, volunteer. During this, this time, we want to really focus on service and volunteering and going out and getting your hands dirty. And then finally, be the change we want to see in the world, to be the change. And so that's part of this idea of advocating hope. And the third is to be known by love. We want to be a group that is known by our love. The, the scriptures that are, that are on this, that are motivated by it, are John 13, 15, and also 35. Well, they should know us by our love. And also, of course, the most famous passage on love is 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. So this will guide our thoughts on that. The key words under this uh, particular uh, topic of being known by love are, number one, we want to be a church that values meaningful relationships. So these connection groups that we have and, and these, these classes that we have, we want to be a group that, that has meaningful relationships. Number two, hospitality. The scriptures speak so much about hospitality. So how can we be a community that's hospitable? And number three, care. We want to be a group that cares for each other. So here's the deal. How many of you like these three? So which one is more, more important? Well, the answer is yes, right? They're all, <laughs> they're all important. They all have a place. And, you know, when I was uh, first in Lima, when my, my first job in, in Lima uh, was to begin starting a, a church there in Lima. And so we began kind of looking around at other churches and, and exploring. And I kind of found uh, that in a lot of ways, some, some churches found, they, they found themselves falling into one of these categories. You know, for example, there was churches that I visited that were just massive churches. And they were excellent at bringing in people from the street. I mean, there's just massive uh, crowds of people. It was, it was amazing, to, entertaining to attend. 
And uh, if, you could, if you were just a person off the street, you could, you could come in and just feel right at home in these churches. And so they had a lot of people. But one thing I did notice is if that was just their focus, if their focus was only on bringing people from the streets outside to in, there wasn't a lot of spiritual depth. It was almost a, pretty shallow, and it, it lacked some spiritual depth. Depth. On the other end, I noticed some churches in, in this research and the study that I did, that they were very deep spiritually. <laughs> they were very strong in their faith, and almost the, their spiritual formation program was so deep and strong that people were growing, and it was, it was a fervent faith. But the problem was, is sometimes those groups were very small, because it wasn't very friendly or outgoing. People couldn't feel comfortable coming in because it was such a closed group. And so you had this group here that was just, you know, massive people and, you know, very friendly to those off the street, but sometimes had a tendency to, to not be as deep as, as could be. And then you had churches over here that were just really, really deep, but wasn't very friendly to, uh, to those that were, wanted to come and be a part of it for the first time. So we began to dream in our group with the staff about what could it be like if we were to to uh, formulate a plan and incorporate it into our system where both of these are a part of who we are as a church, where we, we have both and. And so what we did is we drew from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, where it talks about seasons and rhythms. And we looked at the Old Testament, how in that society there were, because it was based in agriculture, that there were seasons and rhythms and certain parts of the year focused on certain issues and other parts of the year focused on other ones. But holistically, it was an amazing, cohesive unit. And so, you know, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says this in verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. To everything. You know that song? It's kind of, it kind of goes in your brain when you hear that. It's a beautiful text in the, the book of Ecclesiastes that speaks about just the realities of the seasons of life. That there are times to dance. There are times to sing and rejoice. There are also times to mourn. So when we began thinking about how we were going to lay out this vision for 2020 in this church... Because, you know, everybody has a mission statement. Mission statements are useless if they are not built into the very fabric of the organization. And so how can we take this, these concepts, and how can we build it into the very fabric, the very DNA of who we are as a church, as followers of Jesus who are striving to live the way each and every day? And so what we have proposed for this year, and again, this is a total experiment. You guys are a part of this experiment as a church where we're going to lay this out and we're going to see what God does. And we're going to evaluate and shift and mold and, and change if we need to. But this is kind of what we're thinking for this year, 2020. Is that we'll look at the year in seasons. Where if in January through April, January, February, March, and April, we as a church are going to focus primarily on living by faith. It doesn't mean that we're going to forget, advocate hope, or we're gonna not, not going to be known by love. You know, not that, not this month. I'm not going to be known by love this month. You know, they're all important, but in our teachings in our activities, in, in the classes that we offer, 
and some of the things that we do intentionally in small groups, we're going to focus on uh, in January through uh, April on living by faith, of growing spiritually, of that spiritual formation. And then when it gets to May, May through August, we're going to shift gears. And then as a church, we're going to begin focusing on advocating hope. What does it mean? It's the summertime. What does it mean to advocate hope? How can we serve, get our hands dirty? And then in the fall, starting in September through December, we're going to shift again and emphasize being known by love. And so the sermons will reflect this. The classes will reflect this. The activities will reflect this. And it's almost like, you know, Skillman's had this before where you have the, the come and you have the go. No, you have the come, grow, and go, right? You've had that here at this church. In, in a lot of ways, it's very similar, right? Because in, this, in the fall, be known by love, that's come. Wide open arms, come and be a part of this church. We want to be hospitable. We want to care for each other, come. And then in, December, in January through, uh, through April is a time where we grow, where we take all these people that have come in as, and we've, we've collected ourselves and now we're, we're focused on growing together as a community in our faith and going deeper into our spiritual maturity. And then a few, and, and four months later in May we begin shifting. Instead of we come, we have grow, and now it's time to, to go. It's time to get our hands dirty and to, be, to at, be an advocate for those who are in need of the gospel of Jesus, the good news. And it's almost like this jellyfish, right? Because it opens and it closes. It opens and it closes. And if we do this every year as a community, and if, if it's built into our DNA, we'll have seasons where we're out, seasons where we're focused in, seasons where we're going out, seasons where we're focused in, and we'll, it'll be a rhythm and a season where we're always growing and we're always focusing. And, and together as a group, we will be a holistic, a balanced group of believers who not only are growing spiritually, but are are welcoming those from the outside and also those that are going into the communities and making this place that we live, Dallas, a better city because we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We are to be those that bring in the kingdom of heaven here as it is in heaven. So you, we have this on our, if you have your pamphlet here today, and again, I apologize, this is a very informative, this is a public service announcement, but thank goodness there's uh, Brother Dobson. Uh, well, Brother Domstead, Brother Dennis Domstead is going to be given the, the communion. But we have here the schedule for the entire year of 2020. So we want you to look at this right here and kind of see what it is we've got going down. And we have every single week laid out, starting in January 5th. There's no Bible, there's no Bible classes that day. And uh, you can see at the very right hand of the page, we have the seasons that we're going to be focusing on. So the first season on the very right from January all the way until April 26th is going to be a season of living by faith. Again, this is a season where we're concentrated as a community. The sermons, the classes are all focused on spiritual growth and discipline. Almost kind of a very inward focus, really trying to grow each other and encourage each other to be stronger in the faith. Then, in May, we're going to shift gears. And we're not going to forget about spiritual formation at all, but we're going to emphasize advocating hope. And this is the time in the summer where we're going to begin looking for opportunities to get our hands dirty in Dallas getting our hands dirty for a better city, a better neighborhood. Also, uh, local ministries, we're going to try our hardest to find opportunities to serve because of our faith, because our faith is compelling us to go do something about it and be a part of a better, better Dallas. And then, uh, starting in September, I mean, it works just well with the seasons. You know how, you know, it's almost like uh, the fall is a time where people come gather together. Fall's a happy time, and so in the fall, we're going to shift our gears and open our arms wide and say, man, how can we be hospitable 
to our community? How can we invite our friends to join with us in what we're doing? And so, uh, and then in December of 2021, we'll start it again. And we'll keep this rhythm and focus and rhythm and, and rhythm and, and seasons. And so we'll have times where we're focusing on growth, times where we're focusing on outreach, times where we're focusing on love. And we'll be a balanced, cohesive group building together. Does anybody get excited about this? Anybody? Anybody excited about this? A Skillman? I am. I am. So another thing that's a key component to this, though, is uh, connection hour and connection groups. Because this, this will only work if we're doing it in community, if we do it together in community. And we have this amazing group of believers right here. And so what are ways that we can build into our DNA also times where we can gather together and do this in smaller groups, uh, times where we can be held accountable, and times where we can build into our system a, one, you know, a smaller group instead of this corporate time where we're together. And so we have another thing here uh, on, uh, on your, your sheet right here. You can see here that we have these green squares are called class offerings. And throughout the year, we're going to have seven different class offerings. And there, uh, some classes will continue, like uh, Mike Young's class will probably be uh, always kind of consistently in the same location, and he'll probably change his topics here and there, but that class will, will be consistent throughout the year. The ladies' Bible class will always kind of be consistent. Also, the uh, New Testament Bible will always be uh, consistent. That's a pretty big topic. But then we're going to be offering new elective classes like we're doing right now that engage spirituality in a new way. Like we'd have the, the, the gospel according to the Avett brothers that's tapping into those who, who really connect musically in their spiritual life. We have art and Christianity. Um, right now, those that really, really are drawn to art and how that connects them to God. We have the spiritual disciplines class that's in line with our season of living by faith. And so every, every offering, we're going to offer a new set of classes, a new set of, of things that happen. Like, for example, uh, I'm going to call you out, Rebecca, because you can't turn me down now. But starting in offering number two, uh, she is going to be offering a class of spiritual, uh, scripture journaling, where you take scriptures and you uh, draw them on a sheet of paper and you journal based on scriptures. And so she's going to be offering that, uh, possibly with Meredith Upshaw, uh, the two of them are going to be possibly working, but that's, that, you can't turn me down now. I told everybody. <laughs> it's going to be a great class, but those that really find uh, encouragement by taking Scripture and drawing it, that's going to be a Connection Hour class in starting in March 1st. And we're going to have other classes that go on, and we're going to reveal that. But you can see here that we have seven different offerings. So it's going to be unique and exciting. It's going to be consistent with, with the season that we're a part of. But then, in between... These two, these offerings are what's called, what's that blue, what's it say? Connection groups. All right, now this is what's a beautiful thing that we're initiating this year at our church uh, where we're going to be starting these, this thing called connection groups. We're building into our very DNA times for us to gather together where it's built into what we already do, where we're gathering and we're meeting and we're encouraging. So what we've done is that, well, what Jake has done, because <laughs> he's a lot smarter than me. He's taken every single name in this church, everybody in here right now, I'm pretty sure everybody in here, if you've been here before, your name has been put into, uh, on a list. And he's taken that list, and he's divided it into eight different groups that are diverse in age. So you have, you know, 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, 60s, all the way to 100s, 100s, uh, that are in groups. And he's divided it into eight separate groups 
and he has given them a name. There's eight different groups, and there's a love group. There's a joy group. There's a peace group. It's the fruits of the Spirit, (laughs) basically. And uh, so there's eight of them. And and unfortunately, there's nine fruits of the Spirit. And so he he had to leave out one. And so he chose to leave out self-control. Because... (laughs) Anyway, I just don't, I don't think anybody want to be a part of a self-control group, you know. Anyway, he made the right choice. But basically, he's taken every single person in this church, and he's divided it into these eight different groups. There's eight different groups, about 30 or so people, between 30 and 40 people. And what we're going to do, what we're asking, what we hope for, is that we can build it into our, our church routine, our church rhythm, is that whenever it's the Blue Weeks, so the first one is February 16th and the 23rd, Instead of Bible classes, all Bible classes or the Connection Hour classes will be, will be ceased. So uh, ladies' Bible class will not meet that particular Sunday. Uh, Billy Fay and Harold's c- class in the library will not meet that Sunday. All classes will cease. And instead of classes, all across the building, these connection groups will be meeting. We'll have eight total. So we'll have a map and where these groups are. And I think next week we'll have the list uh, publicized, what group that you're a part of. And, uh, and so you're invited to come from 9.30 to 10.15. There's going to be uh, amazing curriculum that's written. Uh, it's going to be time where it's group building. And so our first one's February 16th through 23rd. And then we break off again on March 1st to these new classes. So we, we scatter again. And then April 5th, we gather back together in connection groups. And then April 19th, we scatter out again to six-week classes. Then May 31st, we get back together in connection groups, two weeks straight. And then June, June 14th, we scatter again. And then throughout the year, there's six times throughout the year where we gather together and we grow. And this will be, hopefully, the goal is that these connection groups will be a family within the family. It'll be a family where you've grown together, there's been vulnerability, there's been trust. It's because I'll tell you this, it is hard to live, isn't it? <laughs> Living is hard. It's, it's a struggle, and we need encouragement. We need each other. And so imagine what's going to happen growing and intentionally investing in this particular community so that you're living life side by side with these people. So this is the, this is the plan for 2020. And again, um, I'm excited about this, and this is what we're laying forward. And starting next Sunday, we'll begin. Jake will be actually talking about our uh, beliefs. He'll be preaching uh, several weeks, four times in between uh, this new series where he's going to be communicating as a church what do we believe as a church. And so uh, that'll be something that, that he's doing periodically throughout this, t- this time. But uh, we ask as a church that you take, it, take, it, take this serious, that you invest in this, that, uh, that you be a part of these groups and that, that you uh, really, in, really try this out. Just give it a shot. Try it out and see what God can do with this, on this year, when we gather together and we're focused on living by faith, we're focused on advocating hope, and we're focused on being known by love, we're doing it together as a group, but also in our community uh, connection groups. So that's the invitation. That's the invitation today, is to pray about this, and to think about this, and, to, and we'll, we'll have these groups publicized next week, and, and we'll uh, figure out if, if your name isn't uh, where, it, where it is. It's okay, because <laughs> you're going to be with people who you don't know. You're going to be with people who, who maybe you've had bad interactions with in the past. But that's the beauty of Christian community, is that we are around people who are not like us. And Skillman has an incredible gift. We have this diversity. We have generational diversity. We have someone who's 101 years old. We also have Hugh right there. How old is Hugh? 
two months. I mean, this is an amazing group where you have 101 in two months, and Skillman Church of Christ is their church home. And so we're going to use this gift, and we're going to gather together, and it's gonna, there'll be growing pains. Sometimes your group will not get along as, as you think it should, but that's the beauty of Christian community because we will grow together and, and give it a shot and try and see what God can do. That's the invitation. I want to end with two stories about what, where, the ways I've seen this play out. Uh, last summer we had the mingle class and we had the, uh, the blessings class, do a combined class. And I knew, just as a, my role as minister, you know, I, I meet with a lot of people, so I know how awesome this church is. There's some really cool people out here, really cool people. But uh, what I saw, uh, Leah Williams is really cool. Raise your hand, Leah. She's really cool. And Ardella, are you, Ardella, are you here? Ardella's here. She is really cool, too. Well, prior to, prior to the summer, they didn't know each other. Look how far apart they sit at the church. <laughs> you see? They didn't know that they existed. Uh, Leah didn't know that Ardella existed. Ardella didn't know that Leah existed. They, they saw each other. But then we did this combined class where we, they, they met and they did a table for two. And after, Ardella came to me and said, hey, you know Leah Williams? She is really cool. <laughs> and then Leah came to me and said, hey, you know Ardella? She is, she's my new hero. And it took creating space for these two amazing humans to connect and to encourage each other spiritually. And that's what we're hoping can happen is creating a space and a platform for these amazing things to happen so that we could grow in our faith. Second story is that there's a woman in our church, uh, Teresa Pimsorn, who's a wonderful lady, but she hasn't been able to come because her father is in need of urgent care. And so we put out, we needed someone, she is having to be by his side at all times, but she needed somebody to watch him for a certain hour on Tuesday. And so we put out an invitation to see who could do it. And you, you know who responded? Matt Claybrook. Where's Matt Claybrook? How old are you, man? Oh, 32. <laughs> Here, Matt Claybrook, he's taking his time to go sit with Teresa Pimsorn's father, who's bedridden, because she needs it. And he answered that call and is sitting beside him on a weekly basis. Now, this is beautiful, right? This is what community is about. This is the, the picture that is talked about in Acts chapter 2 about living in community. So this is, this is who we can be. Imagine, church, what we can do together, not only if we dedicate our living by faith, but also growing uh, together and advocating for hope and also being known by love. Let's pray together. And after I pray, the praise team is going to sing a song. And if you have any prayers at all. The elders will be on the side. I'll be uh, up front here, uh, and uh, then we'll continue our service, and, and thankfully, Dennis Domstead is here to close us out with a great communion message. So let's pray, and then uh, if you need any prayers, the elders will be on the side. God, we are so grateful for this time. We're so grateful for this church. We pray for this year, for Vision 2020. We pray that uh, we grow closer to you. We pray that our faith is, is, is just pure just inspired, and that we become people who strive to become more like Jesus. Our prayer is that we can be a church that loves each other. We can be a church that's growing in our faith. We can be a church that advocates hope. We be with, please be with every single person in this auditorium right now, and may this time impact our lives uh, as we live our daily life. We pray all this in your son's name.